With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. If you're a fantasy football player, whether you're new to the game or you're old to the old tradition of rotisserie baseball, fantasy football, whatever it may be, as long as you've been in the fantasy sports realm, you know that there are certain times of the sports calendar that that really, I don't know, let's just say scratch the itch. That's probably the best way to put it. I talk about sports calendar a lot on this show, as your life may be run by March Madness or opening day or even the beginning of the NFL season. In fantasy sports, specifically fantasy football, there are a couple of benchmarks throughout the year. There's draft dates where you get together with your buddies. You always look forward to the draft. There's there's week one of the NFL season where you can finally put your draft picks and all the guys that you targeted to work to see how you can do against your buddies or coworkers. And then there's week 15. And I know that there are some playoffs that started week 14, but by and large, most every fantasy football season is in a playoff situation by week 15. And that's where we are now. And if you're fortunate enough to make the playoffs, even if you didn't make the playoffs this year, you know what I'm talking about. The games feel different. The matchups feel different. You sit at home watching Texans Jets for an entire Saturday. You want to know why? Because it's the fantasy football playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs, boy, have we got something for you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And that something is something that we bring to you every single week. But now it's winning time. It's time to cash in. It's time to take the sweat and the minutes and hours that you've wasted at work looking over fantasy possibilities and trade them in for cold, hard cash. He's the guy that's giving you information throughout the regular season. So why the heck would he stop now? When the game is on the line in the postseason, he's the one, he's the only, he is 
Mike Harmon. Locked and loaded, ready to do two hours of damage here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Dan, three games already in the books. Some people looking at huge deficits. Whether you got punched in the face by Mike Williams. Yes, Mike Williams. Oh, there he is standing all by himself to finish the game. You might want to cover Mike Williams. And then we had two games last night. You get Baker Mayfield. A lot of Baker Mayfield love. Everybody feeling themselves some Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb goes for 100 yards. Good things all around, but some duds, right? Lindsey, not exactly the game you were hoping for after his run of brilliance for Denver. We're going to try to get you over the top. And, you know, it may be, be beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know, a lot of feel, a lot of hope and wishing mm-hmm. as we get closer to to the grand day. There's, there's no wishing, wanting, or hoping about it. Fantasy playoffs are here in full effect and some really difficult matchups for some of your usual set-it-and-forget-it-like products. We'll try to make the most sense of all of it as we go through what is a very intriguing day of NFL action. I talked about how fantasy playoffs feel different. They just they have a different feel when you make the playoffs. It's different than the other 13 weeks or 14 weeks. And I, and I know some have, have bigger fields, so it started in week 14, or maybe they'll go until week 17 starting now. The point being is there are also certain signs that you get that show, all right, do I deserve to be in the next round? Or was it meant for me to be in the next round of the playoffs? Was it meant for me to make my championship game? And you mentioned Mike Williams. And if you were going up against Mike Williams, it wasn't the two-point conversion. It wasn't the two touchdown catches that should be the sign that you <laughs> shouldn't win or you shouldn't move on if you were playing against him. It was the touchdown run. Oh, yeah. That, that was no. That's the one where you say – Okay, maybe it's just not my week. I know I know that they're down two running backs, and they're down to, to Justin Jackson as their third back. But to run the ball, it was Mike Williams on an end around for another touchdown. Those are certain signs. You and I talked prior to the show. We both had Keenan Allen in our fantasy yeah. lineups in the playoffs. So you're sitting there kicking yourself, and if you're going up against Mike Williams, by the way, kudos to whoever played Mike Williams. I had him ranked twenty eighth this week at at wide receiver. Looking uh, just quickly at the overall rankings on the Fantasy Pros site that we put up uh, my rankings each and every week. You can find those there uh, now. We'll update the rest of the rankings for this week uh, as the show develops and and give you ample time to make your lineup changes accordingly. I ranked him twenty eighth. There was only one person that ranked him higher. Hmm. On average, he was twenty thirty uh, seventh or thirty eighth uh, amongst wide receivers. But the sky's open, right? Keenan Allen goes up for what looks like it could be a touchdown reception, lands awkwardly, and that's the end of his night. Coming off of, you know, two weeks ago in prime time on a Sunday night game, Keenan Allen was the target for Ben Roethlisberger and the, or excuse me, uh, for Phillip Rivers and the Chargers to beat Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. When you look at, oh, another road game. Uh, in prime time, another game that means a lot. Yeah, you probably put some eggs in the basket. You were playing Keenan Allen anyway, and you likely got burned by it. But we're here to help you make up for maybe the big deficit that you're facing, like I am, or maybe a way to hold off a late charging surge from someone. DeAndre Hopkins, a big game yesterday. Right. You had uh, Deshaun Watson having a decent game. So at least if you had those players, even Patrick Mahomes just kind of had a, 
I don't want to say a so-so Patrick Mahomes game, but it wasn't the four-touchdown affair that you wanted if you had been riding the Chiefs quarterback all season long. Well, that's the thing. On Thursday night, you got those two early touchdowns, and you're thinking, all right, I'm, I'm en route to a, a, another fantastic evening, and it never came to fruition. I mean, something to watch going forward, and obviously past performance not indicative of future results, but you look at the way they've owned Travis Kelsey has the Chargers defense – all these games, you got ten games where he's never gone over a hundred yards, and he hasn't scored a touchdown against them. Wow! Right, just random factoids, and and at one point he caught a ball and, and got inside the five. It's like, can he carry five guys with him? Because otherwise, that touchdown, the scoreless streak is going to continue here. So, I mean, obviously, you know, from a straight NFL perspective, as we go forward, uh, the fact that you don't have Kareem Hunt looming awfully large for what that team can do in terms of trying to create a lean. No Spencer Ware, and I like Damian Williams as much as the next guy. Uh, perhaps you have him in your lineup and and rolled the dice. But uh, for the football side of things, as we look at the playoffs, Chiefs uh, bet, bet, better hope they they have the right draw as they as they get into the playoffs because it could get ugly and there could be an early exit coming. Well, fantasy wise, that's what makes it so great. Patrick Mahomes a star, not that he was a clunker by any means. But you were just hoping for another typical Patrick Mahomes game. Maybe didn't live up to your expectations on Thursday night. Right now, let's get to the guys that we hope to exceed expectations in Week 15. Guys that you got to get in your lineup, that you got to play. I know it's winning time. Let's get to them. They are your hot plays for Week 15 in the NFL season. Let's get it on. Set it and forget it. Number top five pick for you this week, Joe Mixon. 138 total yards and a touchdown. 31 touches. The game against the Chargers where they were game. We thought they were left for dead. Well, now we have one of the battles. This is, I'm trying to give you a reason to watch this game because otherwise <laughs> nobody's going to. Uh, and and that's the game against the Raiders. Uh, it was only his second 100-yard game of the year, but he's gone over 80 rushing yards, three straight. We said it and forget it there. Jordan Howard going up against the Green Bay Packers, giving up over the last five. They're giving up almost five yards per carry. Bears look to run the football. I know Tariq Cohen's had double-digit touches during that five-game stretch as well, uh, but the Bears offensively, everything bogged down last week. Your only touchdown in that game against the Rams came by a lineman. I don't <laughs> think that'll be the case today with the Packers come a-calling. Pretty good dance. Was it Bradley Soul with the— Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they, did, they did a fantastic job. I mean, that's one thing that you can count on from the Bears, giving you some quality uh, performances. Uh, you look at David Johnson going up against Atlanta, 19-plus touches, nine of his last 10 games. Obviously, two weeks ago, you had the Edmonds two-touchdown game that left people grumbling, but we're trying to find positivity here. Atlanta giving up at least 130 rushing yards, five straight games, so you can get some damage done there. Obviously, you're not looking for Josh Rosen to do much but the two-step because the downfield passing game not coming into effect. How about Derek Carr in that game against Cincinnati? Top 15, three of his last four games. Got to look at some opportunity there. Kirk Cousins, back-to-back, one-touchdown games before. Uh, you, you look at last week, two 300 games in the, the last eight outings. But over the last four weeks, Miami giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So we go to there. We look at Lamar Jackson going up against Tampa Bay. He's gone QB 13 or better for straight weeks. 70-plus rushing yards per week going to help along there. So I uh, think we we get an opportunity. Tampa Bay, as we know, uh, defenseless. Absolutely deplorable 
in that type of situation. Uh, and then we go for a little bit of a price shot with Josh Reynolds going up against Philadelphia. Back-to-back duds, uh, 5 for 55 over those two games, but Philadelphia's depleted secondary, and the Rams trying to make everybody feel better about them uh, after that awful effort against the Bears. Weather will be fine here in Southern California, and even though they're playing against a road crowd, expensive ticket with all the Eagle fans in town. Look for your uh, Jared Goff and company to get back on track. A lot on the line for the Eagles as well as right now they are on the outside looking into the playoff picture. Let's get to the guys that you don't want to touch, you don't want to see, you don't want anything to do with. Stay away from they are your cold sores. For week 15. Let's get it started with uh, well, a guy who's been a, a constant thorn in the side here. Uh, you're looking at Matt Ryan, top 12 in nine of his in the last 12 games. But going up against Arizona, they don't give up anything on the outside. So tough plays for Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Jones is still going to be in your lineup, but he's probably more on WR2 with Peterson shadowing him. You know, nobody's gone over 80 yards. This is a piece I saw on NFL Network really breaking this down. Nobody's gone over 80 yards on Peterson since 2014. <laughs> How about he's, that? When you talk about top corners in the National Football League, He's always there, but you don't hear many people putting him at number one. And nobody's finished inside the top 12 against Arizona's defense at the quarterback position since week five. How about that? Kenny Galladay going up against Buffalo, scoreless in three straight. And Buffalo second best against opposing wideouts. Uh, Tredavious White will be his uh, shadow man. Uh, over the course of the day, so no chance there. Aaron Rodgers against Chicago. Bears giving up just three times in the last 12 games have you seen a quarterback finish in the top 16. Not even a QB1. Mm. QB1 and a half. So, a difficult spot. Last year, last week, 196 yards, two touchdowns. They win going away. They stop throwing the ball. They're trying to grind out and get out of there. But you're looking at fewer than 235 passing yards, three straight games. No thank you. Tyler Boyd going back to that game against Oakland. Again, you got to watch. You just have to. Uh, one touchdown in his last five games, only two games over 80 yards. And Driscoll remains your man. No thanks. Jameis Winston uh, at Baltimore. Yeah. No thanks. Baltimore giving up just 14 fantasy points per game over the last four, even though four of six finished as as top ten. So you had a couple of real duds in there, and you can find some positivities. Uh, I'm I'm a little reticent to to believe that Jameis Winston and this offense get moving against Baltimore uh, today. Sony Michelle, he's in the high end number two for me. I can't push him down too far because the weather's been awful. It's been raining nonstop for 24-plus hours. Pittsburgh, which means you're going to be looking to go to the ground. But Pittsburgh, eighth-fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing runners. And you've got James White. You've got Devlin coming in and screwing things up as well. Bill Belichick, the Grinch. No question about it. Those are your cold sores for Week 15 of the National Football League season. Guys that you don't want to play, that you want to stay away from. And our first mystery man clue, a guy that you should get in your lineup, but we want to give you clues and have you figure out who it is. The first mystery man clue is... Absorbed the fourth most sacks in the league this year. He's already been taken down more than twice as many times as he was all of last season. Ooh, a quarterback for a mystery man. Something to keep our eye on. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. If you want to reach us on Twitter, I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get Mike at Swollen Dome. And just because it's the playoff doesn't mean we change the rules. We're not going to. 
If you tweet us, you got to follow us. Then we'll answer your question, be able to give you some fantasy success. Or last week, my apologies to the guy that I said, play Russell Wilson over Josh Allen. Russell Wilson had the dud on Monday night against the Vikings. Josh Allen, Josh, crazy legs, Allen. We might keep well running the him. ball. That's what we've got in Buffalo. But that's how you can reach us on Twitter. You can also listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up, the Super Bowl champs have their backs against the wall. But is that a good thing? That's next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. Week 15 is here in the National Football League. Playoff time when it comes to fantasy football. It may not be playoff time for the Philadelphia Eagles. At 6-7 and seven, right now would not be in the playoffs if they started today. And their schedule, at least over the next couple of weeks, not necessarily kind. Tonight, they are in Los Angeles taking on the Rams. Next week, they've got the Texans. But for what we've got in Week 15, you're also facing a Rams team without without Carson Wentz, out with that back injury. Nick Foles back in the fold for Philadelphia as they try to keep their playoff hopes alive. This is where it gets curious, right? Can you get on another run with Nick Foles, right? He, he's not a surprise, right? He's not coming out of the weeds and – a guy that you don't have a ton of film on. No, he's he's still Nick Foles. But you got Darren Sproles back. Maybe you figure out a way to use Golden Tate. We thought they'd done that two weeks ago, and then he disappeared last week just as quickly as he came on the radar, just that one catch for seven yards. Uh, and as much as we like Adams, I mean, difficult matchup against that Rams run defense. So it, it becomes a difficult proposition to really push forth any of the Philadelphia skill position players. I mean, Adams, based on volume, becomes a, a back-end number two. Yeah. And Jeffrey but, on the outside, you got to keep Tlaib's back, so he's erased. So, and Aguilar, everybody else, there's been no factor. And Nick Foles becomes a desperation back-end QB two. This is this is what I love. This is what I love about football, and I love sports talk radio, and, and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anyone. When you look at the Eagles and what they did last year, you say, look at that. Look at that team. There are, there are four running backs on that team that could be getting carries. And we're not even talking about an injured Darren Sproles. We're talking about, you know, at the time, Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette uh, Blount and Corey Clement as the Super Bowl. And you're like, not only that, they've got wide receivers that don't care if they get the ball or not. You've got Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar and you've got Zach Ertz. Like we're we're looking at it and we're like, "Man, what a great team concept. What a great job by Doug Peterson." Now they're 6 and 7 on the outside looking in. We're like, "Just give Josh Adams a stupid football." You know, like figure right. it out if you're going to throw to Golden Tate or not. And if it's not going to work, just move on. It's a different way of looking at it when your fortunes are going down the tube, and that's where it is with Philadelphia because I don't know what they are right now. Last year, it just looked like great team concept. Everybody buys in. I'm not saying people are grumbling. I'm just saying right now you're like, okay, well then, if Josh Adams is going to be the workhorse, why doesn't he get the carries more? If you figured out a way for Golden Tate a couple of games ago to finally get the football, why isn't it still happening? Now it just seems like everything is not working when a year ago we praised everything. Well, but look at look at the way this compares to a lot of what's gone on in Green Bay, right? I mean, Carson Wentz still had some great numbers, right? Now uh, you look this week, we had uh, a, a lot of fun, I guess you'd call it, uh, at Doug Peterson's expense because he sounds like a jackass when, when asked questions about Carson Wentz's health. 
Like, this is the number two overall pick in the draft. He's your franchise quarterback. And clearly, you guys have been skirting what his health status was for weeks. Mm -hmm. And it finally came to bear, right? He finally can't answer the bell here in week 15. Yeah, reporters in Philadelphia are a little aggressive, and they'd like to know. The fans would like to know the true status of what's going on. I'm sorry if you don't want to answer that question, but it looks like between the offensive line injuries, all the uncertainty at wideout, everything kind of plays together. Much like in Green Bay where the answers from Rodgers and McCarthy before his dismissal, you had a a lot of obfuscation and just random non-sequiturs kind of tossed in, and you had guys that you thought should have been getting the ball. Aaron Jones yeah. for weeks and weeks. Here's more Jamal Williams for you. And in the receiving core, not that MVS was a world beater, but he at least gave you an option that wasn't Devontae Adams. And then suddenly he's worked out of the target count for several weeks. So same thing, you know, rolling through here for, for the Eagles as we look at this matchup tonight. My gut says they hang in for a while, but we're talking about a nearly two-touchdown spread and a Rams team that got embarrassed yeah. on a national stage. I mean, that's the thing you triple underscore is Jared Goff became the butt of a lot of jokes coming out of that game, and, and people tried to make the excuse of cold and whatever else. Forget about cold. The guy was seeing a 12th defender <laughs> as if he was running from behind him <laughs> on every pass attempt. Okay, It's not the 12th man in the stands. He was hearing footsteps of ghosts of Soldier Field. Okay, So... There, there's a redemption story that needs to happen here because uh, his psyche was fragile last week, and and they they abandoned everything that they'd been at, at as an offense throughout the year. Uh, Todd Gurley became a non-factor. Just roll it all through. So I think when you look at that Philly secondary, they'll take their shots early and often downfield. I, 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 I I'm not sure if it's a conscious effort, but I actually think that there is a little something to this and. Todd Gurley's production, you're obviously going to play Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley could have a huge game against an Eagles defense that you don't know. Heck, last week they were giving up everything to the Cowboys. Sure. The point being is this is a Rams team that's also in it for much more. And when you look at Todd Gurley's carries, there is a significant difference when we talk about the amounts. Now, maybe the the yardage won't be that much of a difference, but when you're looking at 11 carries last week, 12 carries the week before, 13 in a game that was a shootout against the Rams. Mm -hmm. But earlier the season you saw 20, 23, 22, 28. To make sure that Todd Gurley is healthy and not as banged up for the playoffs, I don't think is a bad thing for the Rams. For fantasy players, it may not be ideal, but I don't think you're going to see Todd Gurley get 36 carries tonight and have 200 yards and three touchdowns for the Rams, considering that they would like to have that in the postseason. And I and and looking at their situation right now of 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 depth at running back, you lost Malcolm Brown for the season, so you're a little bit thinner there. I just I'm just saying I think that there may be a bit of a conscious effort here to not put Oh, Todd I think Gurley you're absolutely out. right. Yeah. You're only looking at two twenty plus touch counts since week seven. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're being judicious, and you've got enough weapons in the passing game. There's no reason to to work him that hard. You're still winning games uh, and rolling through. Obviously, you have the loss to New Orleans. You lose to Chicago. But you've got the opportunity to to be judicious in how you're using him 
And and I think you have to, right? You know, this was the concern with Le'Veon Bell and one of the big mm-hmm. tenets of why they weren't signing the deal that was offered was you're going to run me into the ground. <laughs> and I, I, yep. if I come and play one more year, same thing here for Todd Gurley. You know, not that you're going to my mom's old line of saving it for good, and it stays in the closet. I mean, he's still yeah. getting a double-digit cut. Hey, that's a Midwest yeah, thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we bought you a nice, you know, piece of clothing for, uh, you know, your birthday or for the holidays. Hey, why don't you try that sweater on? Nope, I'm saving it for good. When the, when the hell's good? We're doing okay right now. Uh, so you, you have that, and it's an interesting game, right? Just, again, with Peterson getting as salty as he has been, I'm curious to see what kind of effort you get tonight. He was like this in the preseason, finding out when Carson Wentz yeah. was going to return. And we, we even had him on the network, and we were told no Carson Wentz Oh, yeah, questions. when, he, when yeah. he was trying to sell his book. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Eagles and Rams tonight, 8-20 kickoff Eastern time from Los Angeles. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. Reach us on Twitter, if you will. We're going to get to your tweets. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. You can find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. We've always known about the crack in the Liberty Bell, but did you know that there was a crack in Big Ben? Oh, we'll explain after Isaac Lohenkron fills us in on what was a... NFL evening and a look ahead to week 15 in the NFL. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Michael. It didn't make up for the drive or the fumble, but it was still a pretty sweet Saturday night for the Cleveland Browns against the Broncos in Denver. Landry slot right, Higgins wide right, Mayfield charges up to the line, slaps his hands into the shotgun with the Duke on his left hip. He wants the ball. He's got the ball. He's looking left. He throws end zone. Touchdown! It's Callaway! And the Browns lead with 11.44 to go in the game! Jim Donovan the call on WKNR as the Browns kept their playoff hopes alive with a 17-16 victory over the Broncos. Earlier Saturday, the Texans improved to 10-4 with a 29-22 win over the Jets. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. NBA Saturday night, LeBron James and Lonzo Ball both had triple doubles on the Lakers' 28-point victory at Charlotte. It's the first time two Lakers have had a triple-double in the same game since Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1982. Well, you thought I was going to say Smush Parker and Kwame Brown? I was hoping so. (laughs) Maybe in the G League. James Harden, a 32-point, 12-rebound, 10-assist, triple-double in the Rockets' victory at Memphis. Finally, Paul George, 33.7 rebounds, 6 assists in the Oklahoma City Thunders' victory over the Clippers. Dan and Michael, back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac. We are coming live with the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I mentioned the tweets coming in. We've got some questions right away. Peter says, oh, actually, I take that back. Tim has a half-point PPR. Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, and George Kittle, who's the odd man out? That's Fournette in the Jaguars against the Redskins. 
Gronk and the Patriots against the Steelers, and George Kittle and the Niners facing the Seahawks. Hard to bench Leonard Fournette given the usual touch count, but you know what? Rob Gronkowski, other than the much maligned effort to chase down Kenyon Drake at the end of the game, moved about as well as we've seen him move all season uh, as a receiver. And you're, there's no way, even in a very difficult matchup, that you're sitting down George Kittle. Against tight ends, yeah. Seattle's been fantastic all year, but you look at the type of weapon that Kittle's become and a focal point in that offense. A lot of injuries uh, in the backfield, in the receiving core for San Francisco. He's the one guy that stands apart. We do have one who's a little bit of a ninja play that we'll get to as we go. I see a couple of tweets related to him, but against the Steelers, uh, I'll, I'll take Gronk. Uh, to get himself a, a little bit of red zone love. So I will sit down, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, double tight end. We've been on the tight end cases throughout the season, but Kittle's been magnificent. I mean, he really has for the 49ers. As Iowa Sam, uh, living true to his name, now dancing. <laughs> now dancing here with that T-shirt he stole. Oh, they are dancing in the great state of Alabama. Yes, this they are. Hey, <laughs> caught Sam off guard a little bit. While he was bit. dancing. The great state of Alabama. Don't worry about it, Sam. The one in the air. There it is. There it is. I know I threw you a curveball. B.A. joins us here on Fox Football Fantasy. Morning, B.A. What beautiful music. There it is. We missed you. I know. I know. It's like a lullaby. It's kind of, like yeah, it's like a lullaby, maybe a hymnal, depending on uh, how you're looking at things, you know? <laughs> I, I, and, you know, as embarrassing as it, it may be, I have been to funerals where they play that song. No, there's nothing that, wrong uh, with yeah. that. Yeah. At the yeah. beginning? Or yeah, end? that and Freebird. That and Freebird, yeah. Okay, so so I would I would guess Freebird's probably at the end of the funeral. Would that well, be? see, I'd be making everybody strut around like they were Michael Hayes of the fabulous Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay, look, 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 look. Uh, let, me, let me put this on you. All right, uh, yeah, see. yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm prompted. at, yeah. My. <laughs> dun, 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 Today, Beethoven was born in 1770, oh, and Yosemite Sam, yeah, and Yosemite Sam is 78 years old today. How about that? But, uh, yeah, but let's get to our uh, semi or quarterfinals, depending on what kind of league you're in. Let's get it. Okay, brother, I got six. I want you to rank them for me. You all, you, 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 you've always treated me good. All right, uh, let's get it on. All right, Derek, Roll Tide Henry, Josh, Burt Reynolds, Dion, the Horizon, Lewis, Calvin, Roll Tide Ridley, Sony TV, Michelle, and Curtis Mayfield, Samuel. Wait, uh, rank those for me. I'll listen to you. I'll hang up. I'll listen. I love you. And Roll Tide America. Good luck in the playoffs, B.A. There's a, there's a list of six. And by the way, Derek Henry and Calvin Ridley have the same nickname of Roll Tide. That's okay. Yes, that's well. You know what? Right. Sometimes you get you got your Calvin and Hobbs Ridley, maybe something like that. Calvin you know? and Hobbs, yeah. nicely done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Calvin they, Klein, all the Ridley. stickers on uh, people's cars of <laughs> Derek and Hobbs, Henry. We've got O Henry, yeah. nicely done. Yeah. I haven't had an O Henry bar in. A, in a I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah, well, we'll bring one in next week. We'll we'll do a taste <laughs> test. That's it. Mike and Dan eat candy at six thirty <laughs> in the morning Pacific time. All right, let's let's rank these guys now, shall we? Uh, as we roll through, I, I know I put Michelle on the cold source, but this game script I believe does get him back to double digit touches, and, and I'm liking him just a tad more. So he's number one. Number two is going to be 
Derrick Henry. Uh, number three is going to be uh, Curtis. No, it's going to be Josh Reynolds. It's going to be your third. Number four is going to be Lewis. Samuel is going to be number five. Don't like the matchup for Ridley at all. Falcons taking on the Cardinals, as we touched on earlier. One of the uh, the cold play situations, if you will, is Arizona's just been darn good defensively against everyone. That Only five passing touchdowns allowed to outside receivers all season long. The Pittsburgh Steelers today take on the New England Patriots in a must-win for the Steelers. Just a half game up on the Ravens for the division lead in the AFC North, and you've got a host of teams that are sitting there at 7-6 and six in the wild card hunt as well. So Baltimore would be the final wild card if the playoffs started today. But now the Patriots come to town. You talk about how it's been soggy. Maybe the rain moves out by game time, but it's going to be a December day in Pittsburgh and a must-win for the Steelers, who will be without James Conner, we expect. Downgraded to doubtful with that high ankle sprain, but there are reports he's going to be back for Week 16. For guys in the playoffs, like myself, in Week 15, that doesn't do us any no, good. No, not helping. But, but there's another part of this equation, and that's Ben Roethlisberger apparently did have cracked ribs in that game last week against the Oakland Raiders. We wanted to blame it on the x-ray machine and the dated equipment that they Ooh. had at the O.co in Oakland, but cracked ribs were the diagnosis for Big Ben, and today now he's got to face the Patriots. Dan, I wanted to get a GoFundYourself going to get the Raiders that new machine that they so richly deserve. And then I said, no, they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars once this move is finished. Uh, they can beat it. Uh, for Roethlisberger, you, you always know there's going to be a red uh, injury note to him at some point. Well, now you actually have the cracked ribs, as you said, talked about a little bit earlier today and confirmed. For me, I've got him ranked as the eighth quarterback on the board right now. He's right behind Tom Brady. Uh, for me as as we look at this matchup later on today. Usual set it and forget it out of the two wide receivers, right? Both one number one wide outs. You've got Antonio Brown sitting at the number four spot on my rankings. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, eighth, I think, for Smith-Schuster. He's the better daily fantasy play if you're going to go uh, over the old Belichick formula of i got to take one guy away. They'll probably mm-hmm. look to do that to Antonio Brown a little bit more. You want to get cute in daily leagues. Ridley probably at the running back position gets a shot. Samuels, since he still has tight end eligibility for some reason, uh, you'll be able to steal some points there. Good opportunity uh, here in the playoffs for you, no question about it. Uh, he'll be a, a back-end number two. Ridley about the same. I, I would rank them the same. Ridley the more likely to be the plunge towards the goal line. Gronk top five in terms of your tight ends on the other side, and then you look at your wide receivers, Edelman and Gordon in the mid-teens, both uh, as we go against that Pittsburgh defense. The big curiosity is for Tom Brady as he goes against that pass rush. Pittsburgh can get after it uh, early and often, so short passing game probably comes into effect here. Brady averaging nearly 300 yards with 10 touchdowns, one interception against Pittsburgh the last four times out. Wow, again, James Conner not likely to play today. Dan in Florida has a Big Ben quarterback dilemma. Dan, welcome to Fox Football Fantasy. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for taking my call. Sure. I got got, uh, Big Ben. um, Dang, my mind just went blank. I got Big Ben. Dak Prescott? Dak, uh, and Lamar Jackson. 
and Lamar. Okay, uh, we're going to take Big Ben, uh, and we're going to make him the starter. I mean, Lamar Jackson's intriguing. I think for daily plays, you might have a, a little bit of upside, and certainly in two quarterback leagues, there's some value to be had there. But any guy that you're really counting on him to run a ton, it becomes difficult, right? Josh Allen has a solid matchup on paper against Detroit. He's one of our you know, borderline hot plays, but it's all dependent on does he scramble for another 100 yards. He might be the only rusher they have, actually, in Buffalo with all the injuries, as we'll get to as the show develops. But uh, I'll, I'll take Big Ben in this matchup to make some hay. He'll put on the flak jacket. He'll grimace a bunch, maybe leave the field for a player to watch Dobbs compete, complete a pass, and then he'll come right back out. That's the way the formula has worked for Big Ben for years. <laughs> uh, that's not stopping today. And here comes the hero. <laughs> And, That's right. And if it wasn't for a bad plant foot for Chris Boswell, maybe Ben Roethlisberger ends up being the hero once again. Wow, that's right. There's uh, Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We remember who we've got on our team. Unlike Dan, who forgot his quarterbacks. Don't worry, I know. It's a call-in show. You've got a million things going on. Well, you get nervous talking to luminaries like you and me, Dan. <laughs> I, by the way, got criticized yesterday for saying something on the air when I was at home watching football. Yeah, so I got a tweet. Somebody, wow. Yeah, somebody said, "Oh, there you say that, you idiot!" And you know, and said that's just stupid. I feel sorry for your partner. I had to be like, "Hey, I'm just sitting in my living room watching Texans Jets. That's my Saturday." I'm what not, was I'm the not, timeline? Who was on air? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to out any names. But it was because <laughs> I, they just. I, I don't know. No. Even know what the conversation <laughs> was. But the point being, yeah, this is this has happened before. Where even a buddy of mine thought I was on the air. And mentioned he he uh Sam who's the who's the tight end for TJ for the Iowa Hawkeyes who am I Hawkinson TJ Hawkinson yeah. yes the Mackey yeah. Award winner yes the Mackey Award winner look at, look at, he had he had the add in uh, here's his my, CD he while the I'm at well, Mackey Award winner and, and and I know we're short on time but my buddy who's a big Iowa fan texted me last week he goes TJ Hawkinson for Heisman I'm like what. He's like, aren't you on the air? And I'm like, no, I'm not. So even my friends don't know when I'm on or off the radio. Even um, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might all hate me. That's the the voice of Sam. We got Gavin in the producer's chair, Isaac Lowenkron on the updates. We know our team. We appreciate our team this holiday season. They're still getting coal in the stocking. The Dallas Cowboys are playing as a team, but will it help them in Indianapolis? That next on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. Week 15 is here. Cowboys and Colts, 1 o'clock Eastern time start. Nozak Martin for the Cowboys today, who can clinch the NFC East with a victory in Indianapolis. Curiosity for this game, right? Obviously, the offensive line woes, right? Smith's still banged up, going to go. But you look at, just from a, a schematic, that... Dak Prescott has struggled against zone defenses, and that's what Indianapolis runs almost exclusively. So the question of can this feel-good story get bogged down a bit today, right, is it become the the take what you're going to get in the 8 to 12-yard range, but that the yak isn't necessarily going to be there, that you're not going to have those slip tackles because you're going to play sound zone defense. So for, for Dak Prescott, he drifts back into the you know mid QB two rankings here because the the ceiling might have been lowered the way this plays out, but it's one of the more fascinating games I think on the schedule because Indianapolis may not have Ty Hilton. We don't yeah, know game time decision. right. He's got like yeah. thirteen different injuries listed at last count. They can't even Didn't fit it in the little week. box. Yeah. No no practice for him. But even last week, right? He wasn't 
expected to be much of anything and goes for almost 200 yards. So maybe a little rope-a-dope goes into this as well. But for for Andrew Luck, there's been so many injuries to his receiving core, it's it's hard to to get excited about the matchup against this Dallas defense. There, there have been a lot of great stories in the NFL in 2018, but arguably my favorite is Tyron Smith using a knee brace for his elbow. Well, you know, that, that was you got to be an innovator sometimes, because his arms are so big. He actually used the knee brace. I thought that was magnificent. Again, Cowboys and Colts coming up one o'clock Eastern time. Want to get a mystery man clue here in just a little bit, but Connor tweets in Kenny Stills or Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson of the Raiders in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals, Kenny Stills and those Dolphins in Minnesota against the Vikings today. Kenny Stills, difficult proposition, obviously, the Minnesota defense, not the world beaters uh, that we had anticipated coming into the season based on what we got from them last year. But I I can't trust Jordy Nelson. Mm -hmm. I just can't go that route. I mean, this is a big test for Ryan Tannehill because they're trying to figure out whether he's their guy. That's still the evaluation process in some some respect as he comes back. Jordy Nelson, for me, is just a no-go. I can't can't trust him in. This dilemma – from Doug Irwin is one that I think is unique because, Mike, I believe if you got burned by a Thursday night like you had Keenan Allen or Tyreek Hill or if you're me, you had both, the the point is is you got to find big ceiling guys. That's right. And Doug Irwin had Tyreek Hill, so he wants to know T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, or Adrian Peterson. Is there anybody there that could be a big ceiling guy? Well, the only time? guy that out of that is, is T.Y. Hilton if he plays. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he probably not going to play, which means you default to Leonard Fournette because it's not Adrian Peterson. That that 90-yard touchdown run when he finished with less than 100 yards, uh, that's a long time ago in this rearview mirror. Reminder, we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Our first mystery man clue was he's been sacked the fourth most this season. That was the first clue. The second mystery man clue is... As much as we love the goal line work of quarterbacks at times, no, not from this guy. It was 137 career rushing attempts before he finally plunged into the end zone. Okay. Okay. 137 attempts before a TD. I'm curious because I we don't usually do quarterbacks in, in Mystery Man, and I'm really curious on who this could be. He's Mike Carvin. I'm Dan Byard. It is Fox Football Fantasy. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83. For one team this weekend, it's their Super Bowl. We'll tell you why next year on Fox Sports Radio. We have Redskins-Jaguars. Would you play anybody in fantasy in that game today? Well, we've had uh, Fournette pop up to where he's got to be one of the top 24 running backs just by virtue of a double-digit touchdown. Sure. But I'm not playing with confidence. No, uh, Jaguars is a 7.5-point Favorite in a game that has an over-under of 36. Uh, Jordan Reed, finally out. Right? You knew it was going to come. Oh. I don't know if you popped the champagne or you just say, oh, here we go again. There was Jordan Reed watch that he was going to make it through the season, but we so all knew. Close. We all knew. Vernon Davis, a guy that you've seen picked up this week for people who need tight ends. R.J. Bell hosted straight out of Vegas, founder of pregame.com. You hear him every weekday here on Fox Sports Radio, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific tweeted out that the over-under you mentioned of 36 was the lowest we've had for an NFL game since 2012. How about that? 
Yeah, that's... yeah. No, it's it's not not pretty. I guess Adrian Peterson also in that back end number two flex play type deal for tight end purposes. Sure, I guess you could look at Vernon Davis uh, if you're desperate as you roll through. But this is a matchup. You have no idea what you're getting from either of these teams. I mean, Jacksonville quit on that Thursday night game, and then they shut out Andrew Luck and the Colts. It's just you don't know what you're getting. This is And this is why I brought this game up. You're saying, Dan, it's Sports Talk Radio, top of the hour. You guys are ready to start at a new hour. Why in the world would you talk about Jaguars Redskins? Well, it's a fantasy football show. And on, in fantasy football, there's a bunch of different ways to, I don't know, play fantasy football, if you will, daily, season-long, whatever. I've got a new game. Ooh, you want to okay. make it a pool a, starting in 2019. I like this. Maybe have each guy throw in five bucks a week, and then the winner just gets the pot. I'm not, I'm not actually. You want to sing the winner takes it in, all by in, ABBA in, while we're at it? In states where gambling is legal, have a quarterback matchups pool. Ooh. Because whoever would have had Cody Kessler against Josh Johnson in Week 15 should win something. Like there, are, you could say, "Hey, at some point this year, we're going to see Matt Barkley against Chad Henney." Like, and then if it hits, then you get the entire pot. I would have to say that it would stay alive. You can't say we're going to get Tom Brady against Ben Roethlisberger. It's probably going to happen. You can't do it that way. But man, if you if there was a way to put money on a pool where you said there's going to be a game where Cody Kessler and Josh Johnson are your starting quarterbacks facing off against each other, you'd have to be able to cash in big if you were in Vegas on something like that. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, when you when you look at that type of predictive ability, our, our buddy Todd Furman over <laughs> on Lock It In, you know, with, with Cousin Sal, yeah. Rachel, and Clay Travis, I mean, maybe he could find us something for that. But, I mean, Josh Johnson was heading to the San Diego fleet saying, hey, here's your new quarterback. And really, what's his value if he runs like hell? right? (laughs) Because offensively, there's not a lot to look at. I mean, last week week was just an embarrassment. And he ended up with a a decent game. Yeah, a decent line. It looks looks good, but the game's long over. You know, it was 40 to nothing when he – enters the fray, so there's really not a ton to take from it. I guess as a back end in a QB2 league, because of the rushing ability, much like we've been talking about Lamar Jackson and mm-hmm. and Josh Allen a bit, I guess we can go down that route, but it's still, yeah, well, that, that's a matchup that's like, I celebrate all 256 of them, because they're almost gone, Dan. If, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do, and if you did this pool, you know somebody would say, well, I'm going to have Colin Kaepernick drafted to try to win the pot just have a have a random quarterback matchup yeah i mean starters wouldn't be included you couldn't have starters so as i said you couldn't have brady versus ben but man you could cash in with kessler against josh johnson which you've got in jacksonville today just another way to play and enjoy the national football can we start uh drafting rules and and regulations (laughs) and And the constitution and bylaws yeah. for such a pool in yeah, 2019. There, there's, I'm sure there's some kinks to work out, but but we've got plenty of time to figure it out. I'm in, buddy. Let's go. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. We're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. we got a couple of mystery man clues in. We'll have one more for you, and then we'll reveal it at the bottom of the hour. But let's get to the guys that you want to play this week. Must-haves in your lineup. They are your... Hot plays. For week 15 in the NFL. Dante Pettis going up against your 
Seattle Seahawks, why we want opportunity. He got six or more targets, four straight games, four touchdowns in his last three games, including a two-touchdown, 129 performance against your Seahawks. This is a this is the Niners Super Bowl because you've got Seahawks coming in, words exchanged with the Richard Sherman move to San Francisco. Seahawks got the big win a couple of weeks ago. Frank Clark talking about Richard Sherman and that era is over. I think for San Francisco, this is their Super Bowl today with, let's just, Nick Mullins has been decent for right. them. So I think this is a huge spot for the 49ers today. The Vegas line reflects it. I, you know at, what? I, I was looking at that, Dan. Yeah, it was about five and a half, now down to about three, three and a half as well. I think it's the Niners Super Bowl. I think this is the game that they, the Seahawks can clinch a playoff berth. What better way for the Niners to at least make their season a little bit better than to prevent Seattle from clinching a playoff berth. It's funny. We we do our, our segment, as, as most shows do, uh, You know, pick a few games. For us, we usually go into the narrative behind a couple of potential upsets and games that have other layers to them. And the San Francisco-Seattle one was one that I circled. Just that mm-hmm. point spread for a team that as San Francisco that's been so erratic, so injury-ravaged, it seems so woefully low that it was like, what's going yeah. on here? Seahawks had a short week. Doug Baldwin is expected to give it a go today, but no Rashad Penny for that running back backfield. And there you have it. Jalen Rashard going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Most fantasy points per game allowed to running backs over the last four weeks. Ninth most receiving yards to running backs over the course of the year. Doug Martin, certainly the number one there. Uh, he's a mid-teens play for you at the running back position. Opportunity is going to be there. But I think Richard Richard also looking at probably six to eight receptions before we're all said and done. You've got Lamar Jackson going against Tampa. Tampa's no good. Uh, fifth best, uh, you know, fifth worst, I should say, against fantasy quarterbacks uh, last four, giving up 70-plus rushing yards. That's that's what Lamar Jackson's done four straight weeks, over 70 rushing yards per game. That's why we're talking about it a little bit. You know, you're not getting the huge passing efforts and the jury's out as to what Lamar Jackson can be and what the ceiling is because I don't know that any of these receivers are there when he reconvenes <laughs> uh, in the fall, but we'll see. Uh, Josh Reynolds going up against Philadelphia, depleted secondary, back-to-back duds, just five for 55 over the last two, but get-right game for the Rams here. Uh, trying to extinguish the Eagles once and for all and get back in good graces the fans and pundits after that debacle against the Bears. Uh, Work a little bit deeper. Kirk Cousins, last four games, Miami, most fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, over 26 per game, Dan. So an opportunity here. Joe Mixon going up against those Raiders, 138 total yards and a touchdown on 31 touches against the Chargers a week ago. His second 100-yard game of the year, and he's got over 80 rushing yards, three straight games. His involvement in the passing game also gets you excited a little bit here as well. Looking for Jordan Howard against the Green Bay Packers for the script, right? Looking at a touchdown plus Favorite are the Bears in this matchup. Green Bay giving up nearly five rushing yards per per carry uh, over the last five, six weeks. David Johnson against Atlanta. Atlanta's given up. Uh, they're scoring fewer than 20 points per game. That was a preseason Super Bowl uh, darling that just disappeared now. Uh, 19 touches or more in the la- in nine of his last 10. And Atlanta giving up 130 yards or more on the ground. Five straight games. My Super Bowl prediction of Jags-Saints, uh, not going to happen. Jacksonville already eliminated. 
from postseason contention. I'm still alive, Dan. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I, I got Chargers don't Saints. Don't say it. I was, gonna, I was just going to say don't say it because I don't want you to jinx it because I think too many people cash in on their Super Bowl prediction oh, no. too early. Like week 11, like they've got two teams that are re- like, hey, I picked them in the Super Bowl. No, don't cash it in. I can cash mine in because I'm already eliminated. Oh, like, no, I've, already, it's, it's I've not, lost. I've lost my – yeah, it's out. It's not cashing it in because it was more just the the bandwagon in Los Angeles, not by full of fans, but certainly media types saying, I told you. So, you know, screw that. I was, <laughs> I've been carrying you since before the season. Uh, the cold sores for week 15, guys that you don't want to play, you don't want to touch, you don't want to have anything to do with because they are so gross. For week 15, again, your cold sores. Let's get it on. Mark Ingram against the Carolina Panthers on Monday Night Football. Uh, 73 total yards, two touchdowns a week ago, breaking a three-game scoring drought. Carolina's sixth best against opposing running backs, just giving up about 16 fantasy points per game. That's total. Uh, so you've got a difficult proposition here for Ingram. You're touchdown dependent as it goes. Intriguing to see him in the passing game a little bit more. Uh, as this season's gone on, uh, but he's a no-go for me this week. Matt Ryan, uh, a frequent pinata here uh, in the cold sores against Arizona. We've talked about their prowess of shutting down big receivers on the outside. Ridley, Julio Jones, all cold sores as well. Only five passing touchdowns allowed to outside receivers over the course of the year. And even though you're looking at Ryan with top 12 performances and 9 of 12, this is tough. Uh, Quarterbacks have been... 13th or worse every week against the Cardinals since week five. Arizona defense. How about that? that that's n- n- Nobody would think about it because you just focus on Josh Rosen and maybe David Johnson's up and down year, if you will, if it's even been up and down. Right. But, yeah, you don't talk about their defense. But it also helps when you play the Lions. But they've still been pretty good. Well, that'll get you right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't even bring Matthew Stafford in. <laughs> I, I ranked him 32nd. At quarterback, this Matthew week. Stafford. That's how badly the Lions have played, which leads me to the other cold sore. Uh, which now that I mentioned Matthew Stafford, I'm taking credit for him uh, when he stinks. Uh, Kenny Galladay <laughs> going up against the Buffalo defense that's absolutely shut down on the outside as well. Uh, second best against opposing wideouts all season long. Look at Galladay scoreless in three straight. Uh, two catches, five yards last week. A non-factor. Altogether, Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. Bears only three quarterbacks in 12 weeks have finished better than 16th. Oh, how about that? 196 and two against Atlanta. He's en route to a big day. Nope. The burial was so large that they just went into operation shutdown. And you look at them fewer than 235 passing yards, three straight. Those are your cold sores for week 15 of the National Football League season. It's playoff time. We hope to get you a playoff victory let's get to our third and final mystery man clue of the day the first two clues it's been sacked the fourth most of anyone this season in the nfl and it took him 137 rushing attempts before he finally got his first rushing touchdown who is our, what is our third clue for our mystery man for week 15 well we always want to know a little bit about the man behind the yeah. behind the shield uh he majored in recreation administration oh a major in recreation administration. I don't even know what All that right. means. Are you the guy setting up That's, facilities? Are you the guy? Yeah, Parks and Rec, absolutely. Oh, nice. Yeah. Little Ron Swanson. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. The Parks director, for sure. 
There's there's definitely courses for that. He's Mike Garman. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The New Orleans Saints travel to a place where, oddly enough, they haven't been this season. Will it spell doom for New Orleans? We'll talk about it next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Mike Harmon. Harmon's greatest hits coming up in about 120 seconds or so. Nice. Saints and Panthers. Yeah, on buddy. Monday Night Football. And New Orleans and Carolina are playing for the first time this season. This is this is an oddity in the NFL schedule where they'll play week 15 and then they'll play week 17 as the NFL likes to have divisional matchups only in the final week of the season, which I think is actually garbage. I think it's dumb. I think that they're overthinking it. Their hope is to have a division come down to the final game, and then on Sunday night you've got that for a playoff berth. However, I just don't think it's – when if certain matchups are already played earlier in the season, let's say you get two of them done by week eight, and now you've got to play a whole season before playing another team, I just don't think that's necessarily fair when trying to figure out – I think they should just be evenly distributed. One team may have injuries – one team may not have injuries early on and then have to deal with it and vice versa. But anyway, Saints and Panthers playing today or it's playing Monday night in Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going to take that soapbox and I'm going to stand up on it now too because I've railed against this type of scheduling for a long while. These, you know, two of three weeks. And we have a couple of those matchups in, in mixed in yeah. here. The same deal uh, where week 17 is a joke because for a lot of teams, it doesn't matter. Like, the division games are supposed to matter. Yes, absolutely. They're supposed to matter. So you've now, you know, put this schedule together so you're hoping that one of eight divisions may still be in play. So you have a juicy, <laughs> oh, yeah. look, everything's on the line in the final rank. No, screw that. You've got six games against division opponents that you're supposed to put all this weight on, and now you're going best two of three in the final yeah. Weeks of the season. And and I have a problem with it because the NFL has their schedule formula where you know where what their schedule or at least who their opponents right. are going to be, all except about two, because you'll then just play the corresponding finish from another division in your conference from the divisions that you aren't already playing the other four teams. So you know fourteen of the sixteen opponents for next year already, and you already know where they are. And the NFL likes to say, well, that makes it fair, then you're on this rotating. Well, this isn't fair to have exactly what you said. To The Saints have wrapped up the division already, so how how fair really is it? It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, especially, too, because I'm one who has argued for now have the Chargers and Rams play every single year in L.A. Giants and Jets should play every single season in New York, but the NFL will argue, well, then it's not fair. It's well, not But even. they do the same nonsense. They make they always have had the Tom Brady versus whomever it is, right? The, now it's Pittsburgh every year. It was Peyton Manning yeah, forever. Yeah, yep. Like that somehow finds its way on the schedule. Yep. So let's do the same thing. They'll put it in in prime time or a, a late afternoon game. And so there's there's just a lot of inequities when the NFL tries to make it look even. Well it's not fair at all. Anyway, Saints and Panthers Carolina tight end Ian Thomas has become popular when Greg Olson has gone out. He's been a hot pickup this week. He had nine catches for 77 yards a week ago against Cleveland. Teron Armstead still up for New Orleans with that peck injury. Yeah, so we take Ian Thomas and we take a look at 
what you've done over the course of the year with the New Orleans defense, fourth best against opposing tight ends, just giving up five fantasy points per game. But it goes down to who do you trust for Cam Newton in this contest, right? You got Christian McCaffrey. And then a lot of question marks in terms of Chris Samuel. Yeah, has he's, been he's, okay. he's played yeah. better the last few weeks, but is it still at playoff time? Are you trusting it? You know, the New Orleans defense for the most part has played pretty mm-hmm. well here. So, do do you trust the downfield game? Do you trust Cam? Cam's had some some interesting games and final stat lines the last few weeks. So, when we look at that. Uh, the difficulty certainly comes in. Samuel, I think we put in as a number three. Funchess, high end number three. And but, I got to play DJ Moore this week. <laughs> and DJ and, and DJ yeah. Moore yeah. is there. Like they're all bunched. Yeah, right. There's not a ton of separation. I think Moore would probably be the first to be ranked out of the three. But we, as we've seen, wild fluctuation. As I'm making great hand gestures here. Uh, on the radio for you. So just ride that wave with me, <laughs> if you will, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to us, by the way, here on a Sunday morning. We know you got a lot of options, a lot of stuff to do, errands, maybe some shopping to be done. Hopefully we give you a little bit of insight and a few laughs along the way. Dan and I truly do appreciate you uh, giving us some time. For New Orleans, Mark Ingram on the cold sores, back end number two play, Not unless you're getting that goal line plunge, difficult proposition you look at Alvin Kamara is going to be your top 10 play for fantasy purposes. The wide receivers, Thomas gets his run, and I can't trust any of the secondary receivers. I just can't. The Traquan Smith experiment. So you saw how quickly like that yeah. rose, and then he dropped that pass against Dallas. It was yeah. already saw his target count start to drift before that, but and it never really augmented. You would have thought because he was a five-target-a-game guy for a while, and then, well, he biffed his only opportunity against the Cowboys and has really not been heard from since. Saints and Panthers, Monday night in Charlotte, 8.15 Eastern time. Week 14 is in the rearview mirror, but I could still see it on the horizon, and all I see are hits. Amari Cooper going against Philadelphia, the six most fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers, still struggling in the secondary. We look for him to continue his run of dominance here. Prescott in the gun. They look like they're going to blitz. Here comes everybody. Slant in the direction. Cooper caught it on the bounce. Off the defender. Cooper walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Cooper. Cowboys win. Out of Tom Brady, also a guy that we've kind of kicked to the curb frequently only four QB1 finishes on the year but everybody finally healthy for that offense you're looking at Miami in the last four games third most fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks over 23 a game quarter split left Edelman flanks right Brady with the play fake drops and then steps up to throw to the right for Gronkowski yeah. brings it down in traffic touchdown Patriots to the near right pylon Aaron Jones as well because well you shift things up I don't think we're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams. They go back to basics. Uh, Mike McCarthy's man crush on Jamal Williams goes to the wayside. Second and short. Give Jones. Big there hole right side. 20. 15. 10. There to the go. end zone. Touchdown. There's the big play we were waiting for in the ground game. Aaron Jones. 29 yards. And those Packers this week as those were 
Mike Harmon's greatest hits from Week 14. Packers and Bears, 1 o'clock Eastern time, start in Chicago. Bears clinch the NFC North with a win. Green Bay playing without tackle Brian Balaga. It's a rematch of that Week 1 affair where the Bears dominated in the first half, and then Aaron Rodgers makes that miraculous return and ends up leading them to victory, but both teams with something at stake here. Green Bay's got to win out. You'd have to think for for them to make the playoffs. I mean, right now they're a game back of Minnesota, but with so many teams in between, you'd have to think that them going eight seven and one is their only way to get into the postseason. But anyway, without Belaga today against that Bears defensive front. Well, I remember in that first game, not to belabor the point, but uh, Kyle Fuller let him off the hook. Yes, Kyle Fuller let him off the hook, and then they score the touchdown to win the game. Uh, and Rodgers has gone what three hundred seventy eight passes now without an interception. A lot of people breaking that down and going through all those throws, wondering if he shouldn't have been looking and making taking more chances perhaps downfield to make things happen when you know the only viable option that you've got in your receiving core that you can set it and forget it is Devontae Adams, right? Jimmy Graham's a shell of his former self. He's a no-go today. I can't play him. The Bears haven't given up 50 receiving yards to a tight end at all this year. And if you're going to bank on the, the goal line, opportunities there's other teams where you got a little more uh, opportunity to flex your muscle Graham talked this week about I guess the disappointing season if you will also dealing with that broken thumb you wonder too with that interception is is as you were alluding to does Rogers take more sacks does he throw it away too early right does just to listen your your TD to INT ratio is 23 to one yeah and to have to throw just one interception in a season would be an amazing stat. I, I the consecutive part is it's difficult for me to fathom like it, but I can understand like it's easier to understand one interception in a season and that's what Aaron Rodgers has right now. Yeah, just remember you get no points for hitting the receiver in the back of the leg. <laughs> that's true. So uh this isn't dodgeball. This isn't the game you play with you know with the kids on the playground just going, "All right, if you get your hands on it, we're going to give you credit for a catch." No, that doesn't work here in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers has been erratic right now. He is quarterback 19 for me this week. The lonesome kicker needs a running back and one flex in a PPR league. He has Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones who we just talked about, Jalen Samuels and Julian Edelman. So, one of the running backs and then is Edelman a possible flex Play amongst that group. That's it. Edelman's getting flexed in, and then we're going to take Mixon as a top five. Samuels is intriguing. Is intriguing when we start talking about the receiving yardage. But Aaron Jones, you're not starting Aaron Jones against this Bears defense. He's out. This is Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. There's a new man in charge of the Vikings offense. How will that change things today? We'll find out next after Isaac Lowenkron. Gives us the latest of what's going on. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Michael. NFL Media's Ian Rappaport just reported that Bills running back LaShawn McCoy will not play today against the Lions due to a hamstring injury. Rappaport also reported that Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger indeed did sustain cracked ribs during last Sunday's loss to the Raiders, but is still expected to play later today against the Patriots. In a related story, no word yet if the same company responsible for maintaining the Oakland Coliseum X-ray machine is the same company responsible for maintaining the plumbing there. (laughs) Adam Schefter reports that Cowboys Pro Bowl right guard Zach Martin will not play today against the Colts due to a sprained MCL in his left knee. Meanwhile, here we are in mid-December, and the Cleveland Browns playoff hopes are still alive. 
On fourth down, Keenum waits, takes the snap. He bobbles it, stumbles, he got hit, he got sacked! He got sacked! Peppers! Peppers got him! He got him! Peppers got him! Poor little Pepper on it! The Browns are going to win it! With 39 seconds left to go in the game, on fourth down and 10, Peppers came up with the play of the game! The long-suffering Jonathan and Doug Deacon the call on WKNR as the Browns won at Denver on Saturday night, 17-16. Texans improved to 10-4 with a 29-22 victory over the Jets. Finally, in the NBA Saturday night, LeBron James and Lonzo Ball both had triple doubles in the Lakers' 28-point victory at Charlotte. Dan and Michael, back to you. Hindsight 2020, I would have said, Case closed! Browns win! Get it? Yeah. Because yeah, you, you sacked go. Case Keenum to end the game to wrap That's it up. That's pretty good. Uh, we should, you should be consulting. I That's had, what you should be doing. <laughs> but I had time to think of that. Uh, thank you very much, Isaac. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. John Filippo out as the Vikings offensive coordinator after their loss in Seattle on Monday night. Vikings come in 6-6-1, hosting the Dolphins today. Kevin Stefanski, now the offensive coordinator for Minnesota. Miami playing without Xavier Howard again, cornerback dealing with a knee injury. I actually like the Vikings in a bounce-back game today, and for the simple reason, Mike, this is – of hearing Kirk Cousins talk about what he was facing in Seattle, I don't think teams can blueprint what Seattle does. And Seattle is 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 good in defense in some parts, and they've got some warts in other areas. But Cousins said they were looking at the the pictures on the sidelines. He said at times there were nine guys in coverage that the Seahawks had. Yeah. That's why Diggs and Thielen had such a difficult time. Stephon Diggs was facing triple teams at times in Seattle on Monday. Adam Thielen facing double teams, and they were doing it on the same play. That shows the type of scheme that Pete Carroll and Ken Norton Jr. came up with. I don't think the Dolphins can do such a thing against the Vikings today, and I think Minnesota's got to feel a little bit refreshed, so I like the Vikings to bounce back. Yeah, I think the change in coaching, putting Stefanski in in that role, uh, certainly opens things up. I would expect we see more of Dalvin Cook, right? We've been crying for Aaron Mm -hmm. Jones in Green Bay. Uh, and, and running backs throughout the league, give, give them their chance. Well, here it is. Dalvin Cook should be unleashed a little bit today. But we look at what the, the Vikings pass pass offense has at its disposal. Kyle Rudolph, just a guy. Back end, number one tight end, just because he's still seeing five targets a game. But you look at Diggs and Thielen, should have their opportunities. Curious to see whether you know one of the tertiary receivers can make an impact as well. Miami's secondary, beatable. Uh, as we laid out in the hot plays, last four games, most fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. So one for Kirk Cousins to feel right a little bit. Not much of a pass rush should have a chance to get back there and, and make some things happen downfield. But watching that scheme last week was certainly something uh, unique. And and for the Seahawks, who were buried long before this season began, you know, you look at Clark and what some of those guys on the defensive side of the ball have done. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, defensive line, a bunch of guys that uh, Jaron Reed's having a Pro Bowl season, maybe even an All-Pro season, getting it done at least up front, helping the back end and, and allowing Bobby Wagner to be Bobby Wagner. That helps as well. Like, well I mean, think about it. No right, no – I mean, you've been missing components over the course of the year. But, I mean, key guys mm-hmm. that just suck things up and new parts – 
and, and that scheme again, you know, as you described it, was was fun to watch. I mean, Jason Smith and I were in studio here and watching plays like, wow, he's got no chance to take a shot downfield. If he does, he's really thrown into harm's way. Yeah, when you're watching the game, you're like, why don't you throw the ball, Kirk Cousins? Why don't you throw the ball? Then you realize that there are three guys around Stephon Diggs. Right, they have yeah. occasionally give you the all-22. Hey, by the way, this is what he's seeing, and you see where the shadows are. It's like watching, you know, there's nature films. Like, all right, where's the shark in the water? You pick it, oh, there it is! There it is, yeah. He's going to find me. Him. The, uh, the Vikings about a touchdown favorite over the Dolphins today. Buccaneers and Ravens, Lamar Jackson going to start. We expect Joe Flacco to be the healthy backup. Flacco was listed as questionable. Rain in the area. Baltimore is susceptible maybe on the back end. Could have three players out, at least three members of their secondary, all questionable. But I got a tweet earlier this week about Adam Humphreys of the Bucks, who has been good for for Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston playing well. I just don't like the matchup. I don't like it with the Ravens controlling the clock against that Buccaneers defense. And as I mentioned, the conditions couldn't be wet and soggy in Baltimore today. I think that favors a Ravens sort of football game. Yeah, I think they grind it out between Dixon and Edwards uh, to get that done. And you look at uh, what Lamar Jackson, you're going to call a dozen runs most likely for him. So, you know, grind clock. Keep it, uh, keep it at your pace, and keep that defense fresh to get after Jameis Winston uh, and wreak some havoc there. Uh, you know, you, you got a no go. You know, Peyton Barber and the running backs, no chance. Uh, Mike Evans is still in as a high end number two, but beyond that, it, it gets a little tough. Godwin's no better than a, a back end three. Humphrey's the same thing because you're looking for that one play, right? If you're in a PPR league, different story. Maybe Humphrey's gets you a little bit of love, but. If we're going to go standard league and standard operating procedure, they're both no-goes because you're touchdown dependent. You're not looking for 100-yard games out of either of those guys. Let's reveal the mystery man for Week 15 of the NFL. The three clues we gave here throughout this show. He's been sacked the fourth most of anyone in the NFL this season. He got his first rushing touchdown after 137 attempts, and he majored in... Parks and Rec nice. development, basically. What Re- What was it? Recreation? Recreational um, and, and, uh, services. Doesn't yeah, that sound more right? Or less, yeah. yeah. There you go. Something. Administration. Administration. Right. They, you got to give it the fancy word. And our mystery man for week 15 is 35 attempts per game, career best, 264 yards per game. We're going with uh, Derek Carr. Oh, all right. At Cincinnati. Mystery man. Uh, well, they gave you a game effort last week and came on the short end of the stick against the Chargers. That's it. If They're you, done. <laughs> if you need a mystery man, or if you need a quarterback, Derek Carr is your mystery man. Richard Michael tweets in, listening on Fox Sports 1280 in Rochester, needs two of these non-PPR, Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, or Derek Henry. I am going to take Sony Michelle as the first of them. Then it gets a little bit dicier as we go. Are you banking on more of Derrick Henry heroics, or are we gonna are we gonna look for Aaron Jones? And I'm gonna take Aaron Jones third. I'm gonna take Derrick Henry just a couple of slots above. Don't think they're getting a lot of traction against the Bears. The, uh, the Derrick Henry and the Titans will take the Giants on today without Odell Beckham Jr. So New York without him in a one o'clock Eastern time start. Giants about a field goal favorite, maybe about. Or actually, I should say that the line opened up. I'm yeah. not sure exactly where. The... It's sitting around one and a half there or two, go. last I saw. Uh, but, again, Giants, I could love that we're in week 15, and technically, mathematically, 
wing and a prayer, both the Giants and the Browns are still mathematically alive for playoff consideration. Still, still on that graphic, if you will. Right. But, They've got to keep uh, this, the font small, at least for one more week. Derek Carr is a mystery man for Mike Harmon, Raiders, and Bengals. Today, Raiders could be without Kelechi Osemele and Gabe Jackson on their offensive line, something to watch. Cardinals and Falcons, an injury here that is of note. You talked a couple of times about how great the Cardinals' defense is. The Falcons have missed the physical nature of Devontae Freeman. And while Tevin Coleman maybe had some spots, it hasn't been there over the last couple of weeks. Edo Smith has been a guy who's kind of stepped in and tried to take yeah. that physical running. He's questionable today. Watch his status before that game with Arizona, but there could be a possible play for you. And then finally, let's end with Lions and Bills because yes! Owen Cron told us LaShawn McCoy not expected to go with that hamstring injury. Chris Ivory also dinged up. Marcus Murphy could be the starting yeah, running back. I was going to do him as the mystery man because uh, he truly is a mystery <laughs> when it comes down to it, right? I didn't know Marcus Murphy was number 45 until I saw the Google image of him when I searched Marcus Murphy in doing my prep. But he could be the guy that you could get. But Josh Allen has been magnificent. Almost three straight games with 100 yards rushing, 101 yards in a score last week, 135 the week prior, and then three weeks ago, 99 yards and a touchdown for the Bills quarterback. Yeah, we look at the the Bills. Zay Jones has had a decent target rate. Over the last few weeks, the effectiveness, not quite there. I mean, as much as we like some of what we've seen from Allen, uh, 50% passer is basically what he's been the last couple of weeks uh, during this surge as well. So uh, tough to get him in, but based on volume, he could be a number three for daily purposes. Roll the dice that that ceiling uh, does give you a little bit of love in this particular matchup. Uh, and, And Robert Foster, a guy that has had a little bit of love in terms of your your waiver wire pickups throughout this time. So trying to find some value, right? There's always value regardless of what's on the helmet. For Detroit, I, I just can't go anywhere, right? LeGarrette Blunt or <laughs> anybody in the passing game. There's just nobody that stands out. And Matthew Stafford, like I said earlier, he's my 32nd-ranked quarterback. That's how badly – this thing has operated over the last few weeks. Instead of Motown, it's no town when it comes to the there Detroit Lions in week 15. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Eric tweets in quickly, Aaron Jones or Doug Martin? A lot of Aaron Jones today. Yeah, well, a tough I think people want to believe it. Well, they, they want to believe that Philbin's going to get this thing right, right? Uh, Doug Martin's getting the call from me. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, we go streaking. Here on Fox Football Fantasy. Got a man open. Harmon dives for the ball. Man. He's got it. Touchdown. Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. We will play the feud. Just a couple of housekeeping. Mention that Titans-Giants game started as the Giants were a three-point favorite. Now line has moved. I just want to clarify because I did – not that I misspoke, but I may not have given the correct information. Mike said the line is minus one. Titans favored by minus well, there one. You go. I said Giants were favored. The line moved that way. Expect rain today in places like Baltimore and, and New York with that Giants-Titans game. And also, we've got a tweet. PSU Shep tweets in, full point PPR needs to James White, Sony Michelle, Derek Henry, Deion Lewis. Oh, there you go. Uh, can I take White and Lewis? I'm going to take the two guys that are going to catch the ball out of the backfield. There you go. How about that? A lot, a lot of Titan Patriot love in that tweet there. Let's get there the go. family together and play the feud. 
Top seven answers on the board. Now, guys, last week, the Houston Texans had their nine-game win streak snapped. It was the longest win streak in the NFL this season. What I want to know, what teams have the seven longest winning streaks in NFL history? So I'm looking for a team here that would have the longest winning streak. Postseason games are included. That is very key. Postseason games are included. So the seven teams with the longest winning streaks in NFL history. Let's start with Mike Harmon. Three strikes on the board and a pass as Gavin Kinzel, Sam Kinsley, and Isaac Lohenkron round out the Fox family. Less Mercury Morris find me in the parking garage. I'll just start with the Dolphins. Oh, the Miami Dolphins, of course. The 14-0 season and more. Yeah, 18 was their winning streak, spanning 1972 and 1973 over to Gavin Kinzel. I want to say the 2007 Giants. I'll tell you what. You don't even have to get year specific. You okay. can just tell me a Giants. team. Oh, the G-Men. Show me the Giants. No, oh. the Giants. Not on the list. Over to Sam Kinsley. Uh, let's go with uh, those Patriots. Oh, the New England Patriots obviously went 18-0 and before losing to those Giants in the Super Bowl. Show me New England. There they are. In fact, New England had a 21-game win streak, which is the longest in NFL history in the 2003-2004 seasons. It actually spanned their Super Bowl win over the Panthers and then went into the next season, a Super Bowl-winning season where they beat the Eagles. But they also had the uh, streak in 2007-2008 with 18 games. By the way, that streak of 21 games ended by Pittsburgh in 2004. Steelers home to the Patriots today. Over to Isaac Lohenkron. During the 60s, this team was invincible. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, show me the pack attack. Yes, but their streak of 19 straight wins actually occurred in the 2010-2011 season, which included their win over the Steelers in the Super Bowl. So, Roger that then. And then they had that great run up until about like week 13 or 14. Over to Mike Harmon. Reminder that Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Uh, I have one word to say. Bears. <laughs> How about da bears? Da bears. Yes, there they are. In 1933 and 34, they reeled off a winning streak of 18 games. Did it again in 1941 and 1942. Four off the board. What seven teams have the longest winning streak in NFL history, including playoff games? Over to Gavin Kinzel. I got to say Colts. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and those Colts won a lot of game, but did they win them consecutively? Never won in the playoffs. Oh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Gavin, 0 for 2. Sam, to keep it alive. Keep it alive. There is a pass still available. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yes, Sam. This one's for John. Yes, the Denver Broncos. 18 straight wins, 1997 and 98. Over to Isaac Lohenkron. Hopefully this fits the bill. The 49ers in the 80s. The San Francisco 49ers found gold quite often. Yes, they did. Here we go. Down to one answer. For Mike Harmon, plain and simple, Mike, who is the team remaining for the longest winning streaks in the NFL? Uh, How about, well, the Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers showed 
great titles in the 70s. Is it the Steelers? No, the Browns! Oh! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.